It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Baseball season, it comes and goes, but Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of AstroCast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing. Tonight, the Houston Astros open up their final series of the regular season, a four-game set in Arlington against the Texas Rangers. Astros started off this road trip dropping two out of three in Seattle, including a 3-2 loss to the Mariners yesterday. It led me Diaz, two doubles and a run score. Josh Reddick, a two-run single. But the Astros still dropped the series. They're taking on a Rangers team that has lost six of their last seven after losing to the Diamondbacks 7-3 in Arizona yesterday. Astros 28-28, and 28, a magic number of two to clinch a postseason spot. The Rangers last in the AL West with a record of 19-37. and 37. They're 15 and a half games out of first place. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. It's going to be Christian Javier on the mound for the Astros today and what will likely be his final start of 2020. Yeah, and you know, and if the Astros are able to make the playoffs, he's probably going to slide into the bullpen, which is fine because he pitches great out of the bullpen. We've seen him do it. Uh, what a great rookie season for Christian Javier. He was their minor league pitcher of the year last year, and he's just picked up where he's left off. Uh, his pitches work at the big league level. The fastball is fantastic. It's been great in September. Uh, the slider is a, a wipeout pitch, so everything you see with Christian Javier, uh, along with the poise, looks great. Lance Lynn on the mound for the Rangers, and He's been outstanding for them all year and really the, the last couple of years since they brought him in as a free agent. He's a really good pitcher, and everybody around the league knows that he's one of the best pitchers in the American League. The Astros, however, have had pretty good success against Lance Lynn. He's got an ERA over six against the Astros. So uh, one thing that they've done, they've capitalized on, on some bad uh, low or poorly located fastballs. That's the pitch that he throws more than anything. So they just key on it and wait for mistakes. Keys of the game presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals and all models. Honda, the official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, the Astros missed out on a chance last night losing to the Seattle Mariners, but still a magic number of two over the Angels to clinch a postseason spot. Angels are idle tonight. They start a series in L.A. against the Dodgers tomorrow, so the Astros can't clinch tonight even with a, a victory, uh, but still in a, in a pretty good position, and obviously you want to try and wrap this up as soon as you can if you're the Astros. That's the key, Robert. You, you want to wrap this thing up as soon as possible so you can start to rest some of the guys that are ailing we can tell we can tell Gurriel's not right he needs to rest for a couple of days and uh, maybe just get in a bat here and there just to try to keep his timing down but there's probably two or three guys that we don't even know about that need to, to rest a little bit more but Dusty's had to to push them you know they, they, they're trying to get into the playoffs and, and and feel good about themselves this offense we know I mean uh, they know they know uh, that they haven't been performing like they should 
And uh, a lot of guys are trying to do some things to try to get right. Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros manager Dusty Baker. And a little later, we'll hear from Rangers radio broadcaster Matt Hicks. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that good ball into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Draw the tying run at second. Springer the go-ahead run at first. Two outs, ninth inning. Three to two Seattle. Both Astros run scoring here in the ninth. Toronto delivers. Swing and a miss. Altuve swings through a high fastball, and that is the ball game. The Seattle Mariners hang on to take the rubber game of this three-game series, defeating the Houston Astros 3-2. to two. Obviously uh, a tough loss last night, Dusty, but you got a good performance from Aledmis Diaz, put in the lineup in the DH spot, uh, a couple of doubles, and, you know, he's been hurt for a good chunk of the year, got hurt on opening day, but, I mean, he's a guy who, when he's, when he's healthy, can – really be a productive guy for you off the bench offensively and also can play uh, all over the infield and some outfield too. Well, we certainly missed him while he was gone. I mean, he was one of the big pieces of the puzzle that was, you know, that was missing. And, uh, you know, glad we got him back now. Uh, he did have a good day yesterday. I was trying to see if I can insert him into the lineup today. But, uh, you know, I went with, you know, my regulars because I thought that, you know, hopefully we had won yesterday and the, <laughs> the guys are going to be off today, but it didn't work out like that. So, um, you know, uh, we're operating on, on, on a few hours sleep. But a lot of times you have your best games at, at that time because you're just reacting to, to uh, and, and being natural. So I hope that works out uh, today. You know, we know we got a tough customer, uh, you know, in Lance Lynn. And, uh, you know, we roughed him up pretty good last time. So I'm sure he's – um, that's a bad taste in his mouth. So, you know, hopefully we can get him early because if you don't get him early, then he, he gets locked in and uh, then he starts dealing. Dustin Garneau getting the start behind the plate today. And obviously Martin Maldonado is kind of in the Ironman for you uh, behind behind the plate. This is just the 11th start for, for Dustin Garneau. But, I mean, you know, you can say what you want about Maldonado and what he's been able to do this year. But – also, a credit to Garneau, who hasn't gotten a whole lot of playing time, but still finds a way to, to be sharp and to be ready when he's called upon. Well, you know, he works hard at it. And, uh, you know, it sounds bad. It's only his 11th start, but that's, that's one out of every fifth game. You know what I mean? And that's what, about what a, a, a backup catcher usually gets, one out of every fifth game. So it, uh, it's not as bad as it seems. It's just as bad as it seems because we haven't such a short, uh, you know, uh, season this year and uh um you know you gotta you know keep him in there uh, you know you hate to get him in there against the toughest pitchers around but it seems like that's that's what happens a lot of times it's a day game and you're facing the ace and and you're giving your catcher a, a, a you know a night off uh, but tonight is a, a a night off because we had such a short night you know last night and so we've been traveling and uh uh, this is certainly going to test our, 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 our willpower and our physical power, um, um, you know, going back and forth across the country. But, you know, we need these games. we got to win these games. This is your first look at, at Globe Life Field in Arlington opening this year. And 
we're talking here before you guys take batting practice, but uh, and when you really will get an idea of kind of how the field plays. But but mm -hmm. early on, what are your impressions, and, and what are some things you you look for whenever you're at a, a a new ballpark that just opened or one you're not familiar with? Well, I hate to admit it, Robert, I ain't been outside yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know to check it out. But you know the things that I you look at are you know the uh, you know dimensions. Uh, uh, naturally, you look at uh, any weird caroms out there. You try to have some guys play um, balls down in each corner because that's that you know that really that's the home field advantage. Plus, you look at whatever the predominant um, you know wind patterns are. Is it a crosswind? Is it a, a wind coming in? Um, uh, wind going out? You know, you look at the uh, at sun position where it's going to be bad, like. Early and left, right or center, late. But in in this situation, you know, I think the roof is closed. I, I'm not sure if they're going to let it remain closed or not, or how the ball carries. Um, you know, with the roof open versus the roof closed, like in Arizona that time. You know, uh, uh, early in the year. So you try to learn as much about, you know, the stadium, um, you know, as you can. How far the bullpens are away. You know, to see if you need to give your uh, relievers coming in, you know, some wind time because they don't have uh, the carts anymore like they used to have, you know, to bring them in from the from the bullpen. So, you know, you try to look at everything uh, uh, and, uh, you know, like I said, as much as you can about about the new stadium. Do you find yourself maybe paying a little more attention in the pregame umpires meeting uh, when you exchange the lineup cards to make sure you know all oh, yeah. the, if there are any weird, weird ground rules or anything like that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's something else that I forgot to mention. Yeah, I mean, the ground rules, you know, and then a lot of times, uh, you know, they print the ground rules out for you, but they didn't print the ground rules out for us this time. So I have to learn, you know, whatever we can up there, uh, you know, at the umpire's uh, meeting before home, uh, you know, at home plate. Size so need pitched in the game last night in Seattle and, uh, you know, wound up throwing a scoreless setting, issued a walk. First time he pitched, I think, in 10 days. And sometimes when a guy hasn't pitched for a little while, you don't always know what you're going to get. Uh, but but look pretty good with, with Cy Snead. That has to be encouraging. Well, it is encouraging. I mean, usually you get more more velocity, you know, uh, uh, with the days off, but you have less less command and control. But, you know, he looked pretty good. I mean, uh, you know, uh, uh, he was off for a couple of days because he slept wrong on his neck. We couldn't say it, but you know, he was, uh, you know, we were calling on him a couple of days ago, but he couldn't pitch. And uh, so just, uh, you know, he was right yesterday, and hopefully, you know, we can get him some more prior to the playoffs. All right, Dusty Baker, thanks for joining us, and good luck tonight. All right, thank you, man. This episode of AstroCast is brought to you by Carbock Brewing. This is Steve Sparks, and we're with our old buddy, Matt Hicks. He's, uh, he's a radio analyst with the uh, Texas Rangers and play-by-play -play and former voice of the Corpus Christi Hooks. Matt, thanks for joining us. Great to be here, Steve. All right, I got to ask you about Corpus Christi. It's a great city, uh, but you were there and the Astros were, were there as a, as a farm club. Who are some of the guys you saw come through? Well, you know, one thing that kind of stands out was the, uh, the one year, my next to last year when uh, – we got Jose Altuve, Jonathan Villar, and uh, and uh, Johnny Paredes. Oh, wow. I think was that. I think yeah. that was his first name. All yeah. at the same time. And um, Altuve and Villar joined the team on the same day. It was in early June, 
And in that particular game, I think that uh, Altuve's first double-A game, he had three hits and VR hit a walk-off home run. And, and we knew that we were instantly a better team. And, and as we saw Altuve play for just a few weeks, we're like, how did this guy stay in A ball for the first six weeks of the season? Or two months, whatever it was. He hit 400. When he came, when he came to us, he was hitting over 400. I mean, who hits? I, I know it's the Cal League, but who hits over 400 in any professional <laughs> league? And he comes to us, and all he did was hit every day. It was like two hits, they were all line drives. And uh, we only had him for six weeks. And then, uh, you know, and I remember when he got the call to Houston, we, uh, we were at home and um, we were taking batting practice and he got called out of BP and he was told, hey, get your stuff together because you got to get up to Houston and get up there quick because they got a night game tonight. That's awesome. So, yeah. So those are those, that, that particular year. I think that was the 2011 season. That particular year kind of uh, kind of stands out. You know, it was when Altuve got to the big leagues, that team was more, they had some veterans, but they weren't through that transition yet. And it seemed like, Matt, in 2014, when George Springer walked through the doors, that that's when the Astros kind of knew this wave was, was coming. And Correa followed, Lance McCullers followed, uh, Alex Bregman followed. Then you started to see this nucleus. But it started with Springer in 2014. And the reason I ask you this or, or say this is because I want to ask you, has that guy walked in the doors for the Rangers yet? Well, I, I think that it, as far as the Rangers are concerned, they, they think that they've probably had a guy like that with a Joey Gallo, you know. Um, but you know, Joey is one of these guys that's just so unique. When you take a look at not only his statistics – but all of the uh, all of the other metrics, when you dive deep into them, and just, there's nobody else that's that's kind of like him. And he took some steps forward last year, but remember he missed over half the season mm -hmm. uh, because of injury last year. And so now we've got this 60 game shortened season, and uh, he's not really had a period of time where he's completely clicked. But I mean, if you're talking about a guy that would be the guy that they want to build around and and become a contender with. Joey is that guy, but he's just, he's not your typical guy. He's not going to hit 260, 270. He can hit and has hit 40 home runs in the season. But, um, but I would say that the closest comp to the guy walking in and, and, and being the guy that's going to, you know, take you to the promised land would be Joey. And is it fair to say that they thought Odor was going to be one of those guys, but he's fallen into that same kind of pattern? Yeah, I think so. Because, and he's such an enigma because, um, you know, he's dealt with some injuries this year, but uh, he was just – he was horrible at the plate. But now here of late, when he gets into the lineup, he's hitting home runs. Um, and he's dangerous. And when, when he's good – and he, he's gone on stretches in the past, like, two months where he's carried the ball club. Right. I mean, and he's still very capable of that. And on a team that is really lacking in terms of guys that can consistently hit for power – Rugi is one of the few guys that can do that. So, yeah, I think that he probably falls into that category as well. But I would say from a, uh, from a star potential standpoint, that Joey is probably a little bit ahead of him. One guy on the Rangers that I think it looks like he's, he's kind of crossed over into the, the regular type of player is Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. And what, what a great defensive third baseman. And his at-bats right now, uh, this season, uh, he's just taken that next step into – like one of the better hitters in the division, isn't he? Yeah, he's a, he's a really good uh, bat-to-ball guy, and he mm -hmm. recently had a 14-game hitting streak. Um, he has increased his power, and he talked recently about 
you know, the one measurement that uh, is important to him is OPS. Uh, and he has raised that um, from where he's been in the past. I wouldn't call him a home run hitter by any means. He's hit three home runs uh, this season, but he's driving the ball deeper. Um, he's, a, he's a threat for the double and the triple. He got an RBI triple in the ball game yesterday in the gap to right center. Um, and he's just, he's very devoted to making himself better every day. And he leads by example. He got a great compliment. Um, my partner, Eric Nadell was talking to angels manager, Joe Madden the other day. And Joe Madden told him, he said, you know, this guy, Isaiah Kiner Falefa, he plays the game the right way. He's so much fun to watch. So it's not just that he's noticed here in Ranger land. I think he's making a name for himself around the league. What's this ballpark? The, the Astros haven't played at Globe Life Field yet. <laughs> we, hear, we hear it's big. And I was there that, that the year that uh, Comerica Park opened in, in Detroit. And it was huge. They ended up moving the fences in. Yeah. It's because so many guys got frustrated with Juan Gonzalez and Dean Palmer and those guys. Uh, what's it play, going to play like, uh, you know, in the future years? You know, it's, it's kind of hard to predict because we've only seen a couple of dozen games uh, in there. And, yeah, our guys who, you know, summer camp, uh, spring training 2.0, whatever in there, were talking about how they couldn't hit a home run, they couldn't get the ball out. Now we start playing games. Well, you know what? The other teams aren't having any trouble hitting home runs. So, oh, really? Yeah. So we've been out homered. I don't know what the total is, 70-something to 50-something this year. But we've really been out homered at home. Um, and there are a lot of fly balls that do end up dying on the warning track. Now, of all of our games this year, we've played with the roof closed except for three. And in the three games where we've played with the roof open, one day was just an experiment where the temperature was in the 90s. The other two were recently where it was about, you know, mid-70s. Um, the other team scored 10 runs exactly in each of those three games really? and had multiple home runs. So it's been a very small sample size, but I think when the roof is open, the park plays smaller. When the roof is closed, I think it is a little more difficult to uh, hit a home run. Uh, but I certainly don't think that there are going to be any plans to, to move the fences in anytime soon. We, we, we need a couple of full seasons before determining exactly what kind of park this is. Um, the day that it was open and it was 90 degrees, was the ball jumping? I don't know. That was one of the days that I was out. That was like, uh, I was there for the first homestand, but uh, that was like in the second homestand. Uh, I think it was against Seattle. The Rangers lost 10 to 2. Um, and I don't, I don't recall what it was like, but these last two here recently, it seemed like balls that were dying on the track made it out. A couple more things with Matt Hicks with the Rangers. Lance Lynn's one of my favorite pitchers to watch. I mean, he's like a bully on the mound. He just comes right at you with the fastball. Uh, do what you want, you know, but he's going to come at you and he's going to spot it and he's going to, he's going to throw another one. Yep. The big bear is what we call him, and he's been like that. And it's really impressive to watch because every game he ends up getting to the same place. Now, he's got one complete game this year, but almost every game he'll give you six or seven innings. You know, he's got this streak of, I think, 35 or 36 consecutive starts with 100 or more pitches thrown. Yeah. And every day there, it's like, how is he going to get there? Some days he'll go the first three innings, not give up a run, but he's at 67 pitches. And you're like, how's he going to last to the sixth inning? And then he strings together three consecutive innings where he's got a pitch count of seven, eight, and nine. And he ends up, <laughs> he ends up getting there. The last time out, last time out, Sparky, 
he went through three innings and I think he had thrown like 37 pitches or something like that. And then in the fourth inning, he throws 34 pitches alone in that inning. And you're like, well, how is he going to get there? And then he ends up going seven innings and he throws 105 pitches. And the result is the same. It's seven innings. It's one or two runs allowed. It's the fastball almost all the time. But the, the, the cool thing about his fastball, he throws both a four-seamer and a two-seamer and a cutter. And um, mm -hmm. he will vary his speeds on all of those pitches. And he's even told us, because we asked him a long time ago, uh, Lance, do you throw a cutter or a slider? And he goes, well, it depends. And so he can actually throw that pitch with a real late, sharp bite that's a you know, higher velocity. Yeah. But if he wants to slow that up, it has more of a slider shape, depending upon what he wants to do in that particular situation with the hitter. So I think that's, you know, and he knows too, you know, well, some days the four-seamer is a higher quality pitch than the two-seamer, and some days it's the other way around. And so he and his catcher figure out a way, and his catcher is usually Jeff Mathis, right. but they usually figure out a way to get the job done. And it's so much fun to watch because he's not exactly the same every time out, but he ends up with almost the same numbers every time out. That's radio man Matt Hicks with the Texas Rangers. Thanks for catching up, man. It's great stuff. Good to see you, Sparky. Astrocast is poured for you by Carbach Brewing. Get highlights, interviews, the latest news surrounding MLB, and your Astros. Brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Looking up. See you later. Into the Landry's Crawford boxes. Subscribe to Astrocast. Expecting a great season with this Astros team. The official podcast of the Houston Astros. It's going to be a lot of fun the whole way. And that's a ground ball and through the shift left side a base hit that'll score Brantley down to second base goes Bregman an RBI single for Kyle Tucker going the other way and the Astros have a one nothing lead that's 42 RBIs on the season now for Tucker that leads the team by a wide margin just to check out the uh, stadium yet or have you heard anything about how it plays or anything um I haven't been out to the field yet um I've just been down underneath and in the clubhouse and everything um but so far, it's been really cool. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to see how it is out there. I'll, I'll be out there, and, and honestly, like right after this. So excited to see how it is. Okay, get back to me. Kyle, I know you're focused solely on this season, but how do you feel you've positioned yourself for next year and going forward with your performance this year? Um. I feel, you know, pretty, pretty good on how stuff has gone this year. Um, obviously, there's been times where, you know, I could have, you know, done better and whatnot. But, um, you know, I feel good on this year. You know, we still got, you know, four more games in the left in the regular season. So, just focusing on those games and not too worried about next year. Um, right now, just trying to worry about these next four games to get into the playoffs and playing them. How special is it for you to be a – a central piece and then you're in the middle of this thing and, and however, how far they go, you're going to play, a, how far you guys go, you're going to play a role in that. How special is that for you at this juncture? Yeah, it's nice. Um, you know, any, anything we can do to, you know, help the team win, you know, get, get through these next four games and get that push into the playoffs and play them is, you know, important. And you know, that's what everyone here wants. And what, what we play for is trying to get, move on and keep playing. If you were to compare, uh, this season, just the full size versus what you did in the, in the opportunities the last two years in the majors. Like, what do you, where do you, where do you think you've made the biggest improvements this season? Um, well, I've played more this season than I have the past two years. Um, so I think that 
just that in its own kind of helps out because then you can, you know, you start seeing pitchers more often and um, you play against teams more often. So you kind of pick up tendencies on how people really want to pitch you and, or play you defensively or whatnot. So I think just having that familiarity um, with teams help, helps you out because just gives you more information to go up to the plate with and, you know, try and make adjustments where you need to. Was there a point this season when you started to feel comfortable because you've gotten that more extended regular playing time? Um, I mean, honestly, when I started doing really well was when I went to the Rockies um, place on the road. Um, it's kind of when I, my swing started feeling a lot better and um, it's when I started you know, hitting a lot better. So I think probably that time period um, kind of helped out. How have you felt defensively uh, rotating between left and right? Um, yeah, I've only played right a couple times, like a few times a season. Um, it was mainly just left field, but I feel fine out there, you know, whether I'm in right or left. Um, doesn't really matter where I'm at in the outfield. If I'm playing, I feel comfortable out there and, you know, just trying to do my best. I think you're seven of eight on stolen bases. Um, AJ talked last year about how bold you are on base running. Is that something you came into this season if you were going to get more opportunities that you wanted to show that you could be? A threat on the bases yeah I mean every, every year I, I try and get you know as many stolen bases as I can um, you know it kind of depends on the situation in the game and whatnot um, you know if we're in the ninth inning down by five runs there's no point in stealing but um, you know if there's an opportunity to steal a base and get to second or get to third I'm, I'm going to try my best to do that and you know just try and take advantage of little opportunities like that all right questions for Alex Bergman Hey, Alex, you guys can't clinch now until Friday at the earliest. Is that on your minds at all, that this is getting kind of close and you guys are, are cutting it close and putting some pressure on yourselves here in the last few days? I mean, we, I think we, we just need to play better baseball. Um, I think we got to take it one game at a time and uh, continue to battle and, and go out there and, and compete. With the amount of talent in this offense, you know, how shocking is yeah. that you guys are starting yeah. to score? Yeah, we need to do we need to do a better job offensively and um need to get need to get better and um it's getting down to the end of the season, so we need to uh start start swinging the bats a lot better. I think we just need to do a better job offensively as a team. Alex, you guys have had some moments in this month, whether it was in LA or even the game last night. Are are you surprised you haven't been able to sustain those types of successes? Yeah, I think I think we need to we need to sustain it, like you said. Um, there's been some flashes, but um, in in hitting, we talk about um, repeatability and being able to repeat your swing, and um, we need to repeat. Um, what we're doing at the plate um, when we're good and we're not doing a good job of repeating um, constantly. Um, so, I mean, for my, myself, I, mechanically I've been, I've been bad and uh, working on it every single day. I mean, um, I'm going to continue to do that. That's the only way um, for success is to continually work and um, yeah need to just get better mechanically and my strike zone discipline's been good um 
taken a, a few pitches that I shouldn't have taken. Um, but um, as a whole, just missing pitches, which is mechanically, uh, mechanics are the issue. We have time for one more question for Alex. Alex, so, Alex y'all have not historically, at least the last few years, this is not you guys. This is not what y'all are about. Is it hard to take? Is it how surprising is it to you to be struggling like this at this at this juncture offensively as a team, not just you personally? It's a game of baseball. You're gonna you're gonna get it. Uh, you're gonna get you're gonna be down. You're gonna be up. Um, you got to try and keep it even keel, but you always got to work, and you got to work hard and. Um, Hopefully that that kind of t the the hard work takes away the low the lows. So um, I just think I just think continue to work hard, um, get back um, to where we need to be mechanically with our swings, and um, get rolling. And uh, I think I think baseball you, you you go through highs, you go through lows. You got to you got to continue to fight and battle and work hard and. Um, I mean, I started my career one for 36, um, and the only way to get out of that was to get in the cage and, and work at it and uh, fix some mechanical issues. So the only thing I'm worried about is um, just trying to win the game tomorrow. And uh, the way we do that is we, we put together better at-bats. Um, I think our pitching staff's done a great job, and uh, we've been playing um, pretty good defense too. So. Um, I think we just string together good at bats. We continue to work and um, start winning a few games, get on a roll, and um, get a little of that mojo back. All right, Alex, thank you. Yeah, can I get one more real quick? Go ahead, Adam. Um, Alex, is four games enough time to fix all that stuff that you're talking about? To be honest with you, it's one swing. It's one swing. When when you when you when you're not mechanically right and, and you you take one swing and it's right, um, the level of the level of um, athlete that's here when you take one when you take one swing that is right, um, you can repeat that one swing and and it, it'll get you locked in for a long time. And um, I feel like we're all we're 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 all just one swing away and. Um, not saying like one swing for the entire team, but each individual guy is one swing away um, from feeling good again, feeling right, and um, hopefully, hopefully we'll each get that one swing here in the next four days, and we'll get on a roll and uh, go win a bunch of games. All right, Alex, thank you. Yeah, guys, y'all have a good one. Astrocast is brought to you by Carbock Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. See you later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? Better. 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 